one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 1025 Podcast. This is episode 17. I'm joined along with Kristen and Ayana, and today we have a few topics to talk about. But first, I just want to send my condolences to the families of the victims of the September 11 attacks. Yesterday actually marked 20 years since 9-11, as well as the families of uh, actor Michael K. Williams, who just passed away, I think, a few days ago. He starred in films just like The Wire. Well, that's a TV show. The Wire and Lovecraft Country, a great actor. So my condolences to both of their families. But today we're going to talk about one, one of the topics we're going to talk about is how animators in the anime industry aren't getting paid as much. Now, this article comes from the New York Times. If I can get my cursor in here. And it states right here, anime is booming, so why are animators living in poverty? The workers who make the Japanese shows the world is binge watching can earn as little as $200 a month. Many many wonder how much longer they can endure it. And uh, this basically shows how in the anime industry, the economy is like the main ones who, you know, get the push to those companies to make anime and all that type of stuff. And when I was reading this article, it, it made me realize that the anime industry is definitely a white knuckle and just like cutthroat um, field to work in. A lot of people who work these jobs, they don't make enough money to even support their, themselves. Like there is this one person in the article who states that he wants to start a family, but that's going to be impossible due to his career. You know what I'm saying? I mean, $200 a month, that, that, that can't really even cover rent, to be honest. And when you're living in a very populous city like Tokyo, that's a major problem. So I want to ask you guys, what are y'all's thoughts on the idea of being consumers of this type of content? What are y'all's thoughts on animators who don't make a lot of money? And what do you guys think can change that in some way? If y'all get my drift, if y'all get what I'm saying. Um, honestly, it's it's really heartbreaking i've been watching anime since i don't know how long i i kind of grew up on it before i really realized that it was a part of a whole different culture you know i was watching stuff like naruto and dragon ball on um adult swim when they had first started out with tsunami so i knowing for a long time that the animation um, career in Japan is something that isn't as highly commendable as it is in America. Here, you know, we you can get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars um, for working for Disney, but anime now all across the world is such a large, you know, platform. It comes from a really long history of animation from Japan and to know that the animators who work their butts off all day to you know create the stuff that we overseas can enjoy and they're not even getting paid liberal wages for it is it's really messed up especially the fact that you know it's just these people put their entire lives into these creations it's what it's what some of them, if not most of them, have wanted to do for their whole lives, for the rest of their lives. And they're barely even 
getting paid for it. And instead of, you know, quitting and doing something that'll actually pay them a better amount, they continue to do what they love to do for such little payment because it's just something they're so passionate about. I can't imagine working the conditions that they do with the payment that they have and be okay with it just because it's something that I love to do. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people describe working in the anime industry similar to a sweatshop where it's these long countless hours i mean i've read stories of animators literally passing out and getting rushed to the hospital due to the conditions that they you know work in and yeah like i know saying i grew up on anime too with toonami and watching dragon ball naruto uh, inuyasha and all those all that type of stuff and uh, i'm gonna show you guys a little graphic and then we'll get on to kristen's Kristen, real quick. And this is this shows that working in the anime industry is not like a fixed income. You know what I'm saying? Like one month you can have, you can make $450. The next month you can make $585. It's not something that working in the anime industry is definitely not a stable job. It's not stable living. You know, and I can't even imagine the animators who are parents who, you know, have to provide for their family with food and you know, pay for like college tuition and all of that. They they're living in poverty, basically. Kristen, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what I learned it was that way because they get paid on commission. So depending on how many pieces you make and everything, you get paid on commission, but you still get paid under seven dollars an hour, yeah. which is Japanese um, minimum wage, which I believe is unethical considering. How many people literally got into anime just during the pandemic? Yeah, a lot of people. And I like I like the Kristen, you mentioned the minimum wage. Like if anybody who's watching, if anyone has like a minimum wage job, I feel like they probably make more money than the animators who literally spend hours upon hours, countless nights meeting these deadlines, creating these beautiful images. Like, you know, a film that I talk about a lot is uh well two films i talk about a lot is akira the anime classic like when i first saw that film i couldn't imagine men women you know holding pencils paint brushes and they literally created this world of neo tokyo and it became one of my personal favorite films of all time another one being and this one is in america spider-man into the spider-verse like that film took four years to make it was announced in 2014 it got released in 2018 and it's they spent like the first two years creating the whole overall art style and i think i was reading an article where they said like a second of that film took literally a week to animate so it, it shows that working in the animation industry is so you know it's it's like it's like working in a sweatshop granted if you work for like disney pixar warner brothers they probably you know treat it in like a nice you know ethical office space but there are some people where you know it feels like they just pass out and die doing what they love to do and that's another reason why a lot of companies they outsource their animation Uh, many companies do this for example cartoon network when i was growing up one of my favorite tv shows was this show called transformers animated and they and they outsourced a lot of their shows in like Japan, South Korea, I think in Pakistan, they had some animators working there. And it's very cheap to do that type of stuff instead of having 
an in-house team, you know, and blowing millions of dollars creating these, well, hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars creating these projects. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating to have grown up with anime and, you know, anime, I would say Japanese anime isn't something that's new. It hasn't just become westernized, not even recently, way before I was born. I think like a, a few years before I was born in the late 1990s when Dragon Ball had first um, come out and um, Cartoon Network was airing reruns of Dragon Ball in the early 2000s was when it really started kind of picking up. And then when Adult Swim created Toonami and they started showing all, you know, Inuyasha, Naruto, Cowboy Bebop, all those kinds of very popular anime. It's crazy to me that after all these years, over 20 years of anime being westernized and having the platform become larger with the amount of people who are really getting into it, especially like Kristen said, um, during this pandemic over the last one to two years now, like you would think now that it's really starting to skyrocket and you're you know, getting all these different streaming services for specifically watching anime, you would think that they would pay their artists a lot more. Yeah. And I'm seeing that it's, it's taken such a toll that series aren't being finished. Things are being put on hold because the animation studio just won't put up with it. This, this past year, I wanna say, Attack on Titan came out with their, the first part of their fourth season. And it got so much backlash solely because of the animation style and how the fans didn't like it that the animation studio MAPPA was really close to not animating it ever. And they they weren't going to finish it. And the creators were just going to have to find another studio to finish the anime. They were so close to not doing it simply because of the way that they were being unappreciated. And that kind of stuff happens so often on top of the fact that they're barely being paid for their hard work. Yeah. That, that's insane to me. Yeah. I like that you, I like that you mentioned uh, MAPPA because MAPPA has quickly become one of my personal favorite animation studios. Um, if you haven't seen, there's, I recommend this show called Rage of Bahamut. Genesis is like 10 episodes. It's, it's a really good show. But um, I was reading something a few days ago about they were animating like a sequence or something for a TV show. And they actually got paid like cents on the dollar. Like, I think it was probably a hyperbole. They got paid something equivalent to like $2, something that I can go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger for, which I just find that's absolutely insane. And um, even with Attack on Time, for example, like that's a show that's very infamous to being delayed constantly. And, you know, I feel like me personally, as someone who loved that first season, it was like my hype for seasons two and three, they kind of went down a little bit. Because I remember when I was in eighth grade and I watched all of Attack on Titan, I was waiting for season two, got delayed constantly. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really want to see it no more. Exactly. You watched the first season in eighth grade and now you're a senior in college. Yeah. And they only have four seasons. Wow. How? How is it so bad? Why is it so baffling 
to know that it's taken that long to animate one series to get out four seasons that's ridiculous stuff like my hero that has five seasons now has it came out what 2015 2016 i think yeah like how how can they continue to treat their artists so poorly regardless of the fact of the ever increasing demand for these series yeah i think that the high demand would cause them to hire more animators which would make more money which would allow them to pay them more money sure definitely and uh the last thing and then we'll move on to our next topic really kind of our final topic but even a lot of north american companies such as netflix they do this a lot they demand like a whole lot of content from japan but then it's like it's like okay like let's say after two years okay let's just cancel it they don't even finish the the project even and this doesn't this project wasn't on netflix but a good example of this is i'm sure you guys have probably heard of the show dead man wonderland i watched it when i was in uh I love that show. I watched it when I was in eighth grade, same thing as Attack on Titan, and it just ended. I was like, the story didn't really wrap up. I think there was like an OVA or something, but that didn't really do anything. It was just like a prequel for one of the characters. I'm like, okay, well, this is an incomplete story. And then everybody wants to say, oh, read the manga, read the manga. I don't want to read. I want to watch something. (laughs) Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And I'm, I, I have been hoping for the past few years that more people would start to advocate for better treatment of the artists since they love these creations so much. The one thing that I always try to encourage people to do is, you know, if you have the means to do it, get a subscription. Even if you can't necessarily pay for something like Crunchyroll or Funimation, just make an account and watch the ads. Don't go pirate it. Don't go onto these illegal sites and, and watch them yeah. you know, illegally. Cause that's not, everybody a part of the process is not making any money. The voice actors aren't making any money. The artists aren't making any money. And the person creating the manga who's responsible for the animation even being made isn't making any money. Yeah. You're, you're benefiting off of content without supporting the people a part of it. And that's not fair. Yeah. If you genuinely don't have the means to do it, if you don't have the money or you just don't have the time or whatever the case may be, then okay. But for the most part, you're, you should be able to sit down and watch two minutes of an ad just to support, you know, the full project. Yeah. And even this problem even happens in North America. Cause I was reading an article about how a lot of uh, comic book artists from Marvel weren't getting paid. So this issue, and this is kind of where the stereotype of the starving artist comes into play. So when a lot of people say, oh, I want to be an illustrator, a lot of people are like, do you really want to do that? Because you might be broke as hell. And I don't know about your living expenses, but a lot of people, especially on Instagram, they make a living off of doing stuff like that. And they're hella successful. But yeah, you guys. Any final thoughts on this topic right here? The animator is not getting paid. I just, I hope in the near future, as anime continues to become successful, 
that they'll really start to realize that they can they can pay their artists a lot more than they do because it's there's no way that you're not profiting off of those sales from the subscriptions and from the manga sales and all that to be able to pay your artists that just doesn't seem morally correct to me and i'm hoping yeah. that it changes yeah thing is like millions of people watch anime and a whole lot more about to start watching anime it's good yeah yeah but all right you guys so i'm gonna share my screen again okay and then the next topic is the cowboy bebop actress slams fans attacking her for not being sexy enough now i'm gonna do a little bit of context it has been announced that netflix is creating their own cowboy bebop live action adaptation um here are the three characters, Spike, Jet, Faye, and then that's the dog, Ayn. Um, a lot of people are having a problem with this actress. Her name is Daniela Panita, I think I, that's how you pronounce her name. And she's playing Faye Valentine. Now, this is how Faye Valentine looks in the show. And I'm going to be real. As a fan of the show, I really didn't like this design for this character, most specifically the outfit. I definitely think it was very open objectifying her and i get it's supposed to be kind of like her character you know she's supposed to be very sexy seductive and all that but then watching this i'm like eh, yeah you can put some clothes on please um <laughs> a lot of the fans wanted her to look like this now this is a cosplayer uh dressed up as Faye, very show accurate but i'm gonna just be honest with you let me stop this real quick i'm gonna be honest with you guys as a fan well Cowboy Bebop is a show that I don't love as much as like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, or Berserk, but I definitely think it's a cool show. I don't think it's the greatest anime of all time, but it's definitely not the worst. It's great, right? It's a good show, yeah, right? It's a really good show. As somebody who never really dug this look, I can't take this seriously if this is supposed to be, you know, because Cowboy Bebop is a show that it has lighthearted episodes but it takes itself fairly seriously and then all the nerds are like oh my god she doesn't you know she doesn't look sexy enough and it's just she's supposed to be an action hero i mean granted some action heroes do look sexy but like you can't take this seriously yeah for the most part it's not practical and that's right. what reading this article was just I don't want to say that it's funny because it definitely touches on a real issue that, you know, has plagued the film and TV industry for, I don't even know how long, probably since the dawn of their creations. But like, how can you, and even in the, um, in the, I should say, quote unquote, apology that she gave was very like true. Do you yeah. really expect a studio to be able to find somebody who's six feet tall with double d's and a two inch waist that's not real that's not right. a real proportion on a person unless right. they got a few ribs taken out of their body you're not gonna find anybody who looks like I mean, faye valentine because I mean, she's a creation she's a drawing they right. drew her to look like that for a reason and right. even if she were to have you worn the skimpy clothes that faye wears in the anime how is she going to do all those stunts in little Daisy Duke booty shorts? Right. And a red cardigan, like. Who can do that? Right. 
that's not, it's not practical and it's not efficient right Crystal. well a lot of fans tried to get the show taken off the network just because of that they were like oh she doesn't look like the show yeah and that's 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 one of the things about nerd culture that's just like y'all niggas doing too much because it's like bro i like okay i i understand their skeptic their skepticism because Netflix adaptations of popular animes, very hit or miss. I mean, yeah. you can be, you can definitely be a death note, which is like this American version of death note. This dude is like light Yagami and stuff like that. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. It's not, not good, not good. Right. Or you can be there. There's this one anime film on Netflix called Blame or Blom. I think that's how the creator calls it. And that's actually a pretty cool movie. And it's a really cool manga as well. Has a lot of great like environment, landscape uh, drawings and stuff like that. But I understand their skepticism on that part. Also, it's a very beloved show. You know, Cowboy Bebop is one of the most beloved animes of all time, you know. I, there are definitely a handful of episodes that I like, but I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, they're 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 making a live action Cowboy Bebop show. Uh, burn this with fire. I'm like, I like I do with everything. I go in with an open mind, you know, like everybody else. But criticizing a show just because one of the actors is not gonna wear something that a stripper would wear, exactly. Come on, like, <laughs> and, and this, oh, you can go. I was just gonna say it's very it's very telling where you know this kind of behavior is usually targeted because in most live action adaptations of anime don't go that well anyways. Yeah. Like but for some reason, whenever somebody brings an animation to life they always have an issue with what one of the women look like yeah and sometimes it's it's fair like in um m night Shyamalan's adaptation of the last airbender which isn't really really an anime per se but it's anime influence you know exactly so when he came out with that whole production, everybody had an issue with the whitewashing of it because there is not one nation that is white. None of them are a depiction of white people. Right. You've got the um, air nomads who are supposed to be monks. You've got the, um, the water tribe, which is supposed to be Inuit people. You have the Fire Nation, which I want to say is supposed to be um, Japanese-related, um, and the Earth Nations were supposed to be Chinese-related. Yeah. None of those are white. Right. Why is it full of white people? Right. And then, and then that they... That is an issue. Exactly. That's an issue that I saw in every complaint that I would see about the movie, which is completely understandable. But with this... Like, she's a woman trying to do trying to do stunts in a practical outfit while still playing the character that we all grew to enjoy why does it matter if her boobs aren't big enough or if her shorts aren't short enough you're focusing on the complete wrong stuff here right if you can't <laughs> enjoy the content because you you're not getting that kind of 
sexual satisfaction out of it, that's weird. That, that's weird as hell. Be watching it. That's weird, and you probably shouldn't be watching it. Go, go pick something else up. Let's touch crap. Yeah, that was a problem that a lot of people were having, even with Wonder Woman. Like people were people were coming to me like, "Oh my God, Jordan, her boobs aren't big enough. Oh my God, this is gonna be horrible." Like, like nigga, get a life. What is wrong with you? That's so weird. But it also shows that not a lot of designs are gonna work on screen. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of very hyper stylized ones are gonna work on screen. For example. I'm going to pull up my trusty Google slide again, if I can find my cursor. Okay. Like a good example is Black Widow. This was her original costume in the comics before she had her, you know, black jumpsuit on. And then this is her now, played by Scarlett Johansson. This is practical. I mean, granted, I can't see nobody trying to run around with this on and try to be taken seriously. But, yeah, that... Stan Lee definitely changed that real quick. Another example is, wait a minute, uh, Motoko Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. This is the costume she wore in Standalone Complex. I knew this wasn't even going to work at all, to be honest. And then uh, another examples are the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. This is him in his original Steve Ditko design, him in the Sam Raimi movies and him in the uh, made Spider-Man films. He kind of looks like a drug addict. And here's one that actually, now granted, here's one that actually works. And this is Optimus Prime from Transformers. This, this is him from Generation One. This is him from the Michael Bay movies. A lot of people had problem with this design. I didn't really, a lot of people said, oh my God, Jordan, he has flamethorn. This movie is horrible. Like, nigga, shut the hell up. And then this is him in the most recent Bumblebee movie, which, of course, is spot on from Generation 1. So this can work. There are, oops, there are some designs that can work, but don't hate on this actress just because she doesn't want to appeal your sexual fantasies of the male gaze, you know? Exactly. And, like, the, the creation of Faye Valentine and... Her character design, I notice, um, is a little similar to how just about all of the women are created in One Piece, which is a very popular manga and anime series that a lot of people continue to follow as it continues to be made. Yeah. But I cannot imagine, if people have an issue with Faye Valentine and Danielle, um, portraying her what what's going to happen if they make a live action one piece and nobody shit like nami or nico robin what is like how are they gonna are they just gonna abandon the whole series all almost a thousand episodes that they've already seen because they just can't fathom the fact that people aren't built like that right you can't hate on a movie that you haven't even seen just because you don't like how somebody's dressed or lack thereof yeah exactly but yeah i i mean unless you're using like cg or something that's gonna like contort somebody's body to look like the characters in one piece because you know one piece is hyper stylized like doing all the stretching and all that and you know monkey d luffy smiles like this like all that type of crap like well not crap but yeah 
also still can't believe they have like almost a thousand episodes like imagine trying to binge watch one piece or it's bleach. insane say that one more time or binge watching bleach yeah oh my I used, god <laughs> i used to watch bleach when i was in middle school like i was just watching like too. the arcs like just the little arcs like, i didn't watch the whole show because i was like some of this low-key ain't it but yeah i'm just i'm just hoping that like i guess i can't hope because that it seems like they're going to release it regardless of people's comments about danielle and her portrayal of faye valentine but it's honestly it's just sad it's yeah. just sad to me to know that there are still people who who prioritize objectifying a character rather than the quality of the production yeah. i'm sure it's going to be a a good a good series or a good movie whatever they're making it into but if people are aren't gonna watch it or gonna boycott it simply because of danielle's lack of proportions compared to faye go ahead i guess i don't they're not gonna they're not gonna you know it's not gonna hurt their pockets netflix isn't gonna go crying and yeah. send you a personal apology because you don't like the way danielle's built and neither is she so right it's like they can cry and moan about it all at once behind their uh keyboards and their fucking exactly. basements and shit while I'm playing world of warcraft that mm -hmm. all i bet you moment i post this all the world of world world of warcraft fans are gonna be like oh my god jordan you disrespect my fucking property I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna beat you up. Like, oh my God. yeah, y'all. Yeah. Nothing is ever that serious. I know. Ever. Everybody try to make it that serious too. Like, I remember I was reading some article where um, a lot of fans of DC movies they were sending death threats to Warner Brothers saying restore the Snyderverse. Like, Warner Brothers is probably like Warner Brothers is probably like shit. Fuck the Snyderverse. Okay. But yeah, y'all. But, I mean, like, I don't mind this look that she has in the show. You know, Danielle has, you know, the, the, I, was, I thought I was about to sneeze, the um yellow shirt, the jacket. Cause like, I can't take that seriously. Like if a woman actually tried to dress like that from the show, the anime, it's like, and they tried, she was trying to like beat people up. I'm like, girl, sit down. Like, okay, let's, you can put some more clothes on. Like it's. Yeah. Like if like if it's possible, maybe if she could find a way to do it, okay. But that shouldn't be people's main issue as to why they wouldn't watch the show. Right. Like oh man, like man, I can't I can't watch this show because she's not objectified enough. Right. Y'all right. need to get a life, man. Really. Yeah, but yeah, y'all. We have eight minutes left. So, uh, any final thoughts on? this property right here well why the fuck did i said this property this topic right here no whoever is watching this or listening to this and feels like they should boycott this new netflix adaptation because danielle's not skimpy enough i'm telling your mother and or your sister whatever woman you got in your life i'm telling you better and that's on period all right y'all thank y'all for watching the 1025 podcast i'm jordan along with Kristen and ayana 
And we'll see you next time. Peace. One second.